Hello again and welcome to the show. On behalf of Disciple of City, I'm Todd Carlton and this is the Toddcast. Friends, have you checked out the United Hive app? This app exists to connect us all with encouraging stories of prayer, healing, baptisms, salvations, and deliverance. It's super user-friendly to post a quick little story of your interaction. All of us here at Disciple of City are on it, including my guest today. Download it today and be encouraged. Hey, we would love to hear from you. So if you're enjoying this podcast or have any questions, drop us an email at information at or leave a review wherever you're listening to this right now. And as always, follow us on Instagram at the Toddcast underscore DAC. My guest today was born and raised right here in Peterborough, Ontario. She's worked for Teen Challenge. She's been engaged in event planning and hospitality, and she is now the Disciple of City Music's band manager. Please welcome Jessica Freeburn. Hey, Jess. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming in. No problem. Taking some time out of your busy schedule managing this band and... <laughs> More like huh? managing my household. <laughs> That's a bigger job. Well, that too. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. So again, welcome. Thank you. Um, friends, Jessica brought me a coffee today, so I really appreciate that, Jess. Um, Sean, you know, someone who I, I didn't mention who also did that was Sean Crookshank, who flew out here from Saskatchewan stopped on his way here from the airport got me a coffee wow. we did the show flew back out episode 20 friends really crazy story of uh some hectic ministry trips in some crazy uh countries if you want to check that out um so yeah i appreciate that you know who didn't bring me a coffee who's actually been here twice who's that our boss no way yeah the cat lover himself adam shepsky wow. right isn't that <laughs> terrible that's okay. No, it isn't. <laughs> he he should do that. Anyway, um, yeah. So busy household. Yeah. Busy household. How many? How many kids? We have five boys. Five boys. That is a busy household. Yeah. And you're schooling them. Yeah, we homeschool. And you're just in a new place. Yeah, just moved. And just in a kind of a relatively new position. Yeah, brand new. Yeah. Just this summer. Yeah. Well, so we'd really like to explore that, but let's, uh, let's go back to the beginning for you, born and raised here in Peterborough, and uh, just tell us a little bit, or tell me a little bit about growing up in the faith and what, what that was like for you. Yeah, so uh, we lived uh, in around the Lakefield area always, and um, yeah, I had a wonderful childhood, and I guess always really loved the Lord and like knew he was, you know, just present and he loved me and just, um, yeah, I loved to, you know, go to Sunday school and all the things. So that was, that was good. And then, um, I guess around high school, I kind of stepped away from, from the Lord, but, um, yeah, we always went to, always went to church growing up and. Yeah, love the Lord in my childhood for sure. So what, what, like, I guess for a lot of people, probably, you know, we get to high school and start getting exposed to different things. So totally. when you say stepped away, obviously you still believed, but mm-hmm. so what was going on with you then just to exposed to different things or what, yeah. what was that like for you? Yeah, just became friends with the wrong people basically. And, um, 
influenced, you know, in a negative way, um, went to public school and just had all the opportunities and was pretty unwise. And I took a lot of opportunities (laughs) (laughs) and, um, yeah, still always, um, knew what the Bible said and knew like in the back of my mind that the Lord wasn't pleased, but then that just made me sort of distance myself even more and like, okay, I won't feel that conviction if I don't hang around Christians or if I don't, you know, go to youth group and stuff. So I really just stepped away so that I could feel okay in my sin. Yeah. So how long, how long did that go on for, for you? Um, yeah, solid, solid four years where I just, yeah, dated the wrong guys, went into the wrong situations and, and parties and hung around with the wrong friends. And, um, yeah, that was about four years of journeying there. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was the turning point? Like, I, I like to use the phrase of like when Jesus became real, right? Cause like you grew up and you know, or even as adults, we can have a belief, but sometimes something happens or, or there's a process or a journey where things start to change and it becomes more real. Yeah. So what was that? What happened for you? Yeah. So for me, I still, um, when I would meet a Christian or, or get close to another believer, I still felt like there was something about them. Like there was, I just felt like there was still a common bond because I, I knew the Lord. Um, so you would just sense the Holy spirit in them. Right. So there was, uh, there were a couple guys in my English class that I knew, like went to youth group and stuff. This was like grade 11 and, um, they just stood out to me. They were, you know, super friendly. They invited me out to youth group and, um, they started to have an impact on me. Um, they were just great guys and like just good friends in that, you know, even they literally like saw me passed out at a party and picked me up, took me to my house where like my mom, you know, tucked me in and she was like the next day, she's like, do you know these guys? Like they, they brought you home and looked after you. I was like, wow. And I knew they were believers. And then I also noticed how they treated me at school after, which wasn't weird. Like they still cared for me just the same. They were still friendly with me, even though I was like, oh, they saw me in a mess, literally. And um, they were, but they were still kind to me. And I just, I saw Jesus in them and that really impacted me. And then, you know, I met a whole group of friends through them. I was still kind of one foot on either side of the fence kind of thing, like still doing my own thing, but they stepped out, like stood out to me. And then another Christian girl that I knew, and I started working with her, um, like organizing our prom. So her and I were working closely together and I knew she was a believer, but I also knew that she like, we'd partied together a bit too. And then, but I saw something change in her life too, where I knew, Um, I knew about her past, but then I saw that she'd really started to take her faith seriously. She started dating a Christian guy and they were just like really committed to following the Lord. And um, it just stood out to me. So it was really seeing God in other believers that really showed me his heart. And the fact that like she turned, like repented, turned from her sin and then just like walked so faithfully. And I was like, wow, it didn't like it wasn't like anything amazing happened. She just made a decision to turn to God. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. It just made it seem like possible for me that like I wasn't too far gone. And then one day when we were working together, 
um, we were doing some errands for the prom, picking up stuff or whatever. And she turned to me and she was like, Jess, like, what are you doing? Like, cause I would, you know, tell her what was happening recently or what was going on. And she was like, what, like, just what are you doing? Just really challenged me. And I, um, because I respected her and I loved her and I knew she loved me, um, that I, I really heard her. And I was like, yeah, I, I think I need to make some changes. And again, she was just like so sweet. And just, I felt the Lord like speaking to me through her and through, through these people, um, these guys in my class, like just, just turn, like just turn from your sin, just follow God. And it, it, they just made it, made it seem so possible. And so that was, yeah, that was a major part of like me seeing the Lord and other people and his heart. Did, did you think, did you feel like you really understood what that meant to turn and repent at that age? No, no, it just, it just seemed possible. Like it just felt the Lord, like felt God's love. And I just felt that drawing. Um, and she invited me out to her church, which is now my church. <laughs> um, and that's where I encountered the Lord. Like when I just, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. And yeah, it was just one Sunday night service where again, like I didn't know what was happening. I didn't understand, but I experienced God. Like I just felt his love in such an overwhelming way um, that I just like tears and tears because I didn't feel, I didn't feel shame like he just made me feel so much love that it it really felt like he was washing my sin away as I was turning to him. And it was like, it felt like very much like a prodigal son, arms wide open, like just he welcomed me and it didn't feel like, okay, you've got to get yourself figured out or you've got to, you know, make sure you stay like clean and clear and whatever from this point. It was just, it was just love that I felt. And I just really felt washed from all of that and, yeah, it was a moment for me for sure. So prior to that, were you really feeling like, like kind of like a pull because of what you knew growing up and what you were seeing in these couple guys and this girl and then a pull the other way where you kind of, because you said you were kind totally. of sitting on the fence and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in like close proximity, right? Like to the people around me. So then I'd be like, Hey, like we're going here, we're going there. And yeah, I felt that sort of tug of war of like, you know, where I would still party and then go to church the next day hungover and be like, oh, that was a dumb idea. <laughs> so still feeling that like that torn, but um, yeah, just knew, like even knew that when I was, you know, sort of stepping back, it was like I could, you know, sense loving conviction, but just like, oh, this doesn't feel right. doesn't feel good anymore. And, but then like feeling such a joy, such a peace when I would be, you know, in church and with Christians and like, no, I know this is where I really want to be. And so it was just a matter of time, like not a long time, but you know, a few months of just sort of like being really intentional about stepping closer to God and stepping further away from, from those surroundings and those situations that would kind of drag me back sometimes. That's awesome that they, those two guys and that girl really like biblically demonstrate, well, not like they really demonstrated the truth, right. Of not guilt and condemnation and stuff like that. So was it the first night that you went with her that you experienced that the very first night? Yeah. 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 And it had been a long time since, I mean, I think I'd been into church services 
but like my head wasn't in it, you know, like it'd probably physically been there, but that was the first time where I was like, okay, I'm going to church. And it had been a while. I like how you said you didn't even know it was happening, but it was because I, I felt like that for me too. There was a certain time where I know somebody, we were talking in the green room about my buddy Jeff and he could see it happening and I didn't know like, I didn't know what was happening, but he could see it. That's pretty, it's pretty neat. Yeah. And talking to those, those guys now who are still our friends, like one of them was, um, my husband's, you know, like best friends for a long time or, and, and all of them are still all really close and connected and they, they look back and they can see it. They're like, Oh yeah. Like God was totally drawing you. I was like, I had no sweet clue. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. It's fun. Amen. So what, what, uh, what happened after that? Because I know you worked, uh, you did some stuff with Teen Challenge. So what happened after high school leading into that? Yeah, so I I went to, went away to school, didn't really know what I was wanting to do. I just took a general, um, general business and um, thinking that I wanted to like get into event planning and stuff like that. So I had some business and... Um, Duncan and I got married and moved down to London and he was going to Western and I finished, um, my college there and was just looking for a job. And this, this came up, um, with teen challenge and it was uh, more of an admin role. So I was kind of, you know, had some background there in, in the business and, uh, yeah, that was really neat to be part of that ministry. Um, even though I was in in the office and and kind of in the background, it was uh, really really neat to see. Yeah, just like the transformation um, in people, and we were you know able to be part of you know some of the chapel times and the celebrations and and stuff like that. So it was really really cool to see just like the power of God touch people like when they really surrendered to him and, and all that he could do. So that was, that was really fun. Then Duncan started working uh, for teen challenge as well. And we met some great people. And again, just like learning a lot about the Lord through, um, through the staff and stuff that I worked with. Like my boss was the most like amazing, uh, like both of um, my supervisors there. Um, and we worked in London and then again, uh, we moved to Newmarket and worked for the women's center there. And both of the women that I worked for were just so Christ-like. They were just, yeah, lovely people that I feel like I learned a lot about the Lord and, you know, just what it looks like to live out a Christian lifestyle. And, um, yeah, they were really influential in me and my life. Um, yeah, then we then we transferred to the Women's Center when that opened up and the event planning kind of came in there because I was part of their grand opening. And so we uh, planned a giant grand opening celebration, had Ruth Graham. And so, yeah, just got to put a lot of that event planning stuff into practice there. It was a it was a big deal. That was really fun. Is that part of Teen Challenge? Yeah, the Teen Challenge Women's Center in Aurora. So there's people listening from different parts of the world. Can you... Just tell us a little bit about what Teen Challenge actually is. Yeah, so Teen Challenge is a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center, not just for teens, actually. It's adults, 18 and up. And um, I worked for the home office in London, Ontario, which um, oversees like the admin and kind of the back end stuff, like marketing and um, everything. All the home office is, is there in London for a bunch of um, Teen Challenge centers across Canada. And, um, then the women's center 
uh, just opened up, um, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago in the, uh, just north of Toronto. And was that a sort of a new phase or part yeah, of Teen that Challenge? Was, that was the first women's center um, that is in that um, kind of umbrella of Teen Challenge centers. So yeah, that was very exciting. So how long, how long were you there? And what, where did you go after that? Yeah, so we were there uh, about five years uh, between the two centers and then um, got pregnant with our son and just felt like we wanted to be back in this area. And also that was, um, the Lord also drew us this way because we were feeling like we were, okay, there's a bit of a backstory here. So we were close friends with a couple people that worked for um, YFC and we saw them you know, we journeyed with them, did Bible studies and stuff with them and saw, you know, some of the challenges of raising your own, you know, funds and, you know, literally praying for groceries with them sometimes, like just some really tough things that they went through. And I went, God, I never want to have to raise our own income. That looks really hard. Like if I, if I can tell God something, (laughs) I was like, I don't want to do that. And, uh, then God started to put it on our hearts to move back and work for Youth for Christ. And raise your own income? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly, uh, we did a Bible study where, yeah, both Duncan and I were starting to feel um, YFC put on our heart and this couple um, in Lakefield that we wanted to to work with and they were really on our heart. And yeah, then it just worked out that um, there was a position and yeah, just the Lord drew us back. And so, yeah, we made it, that was a kind of a major changing year for us because then we, we moved back here, um, after kind of being out on our own for a while. so moved back close to both of our families. We had our first son and also, um, became, um, YFC staff. And also we were part of that was we were house parents for, um, the YFC house in, Lakefield, where on the main floor, there were uh, students living. Um, and we were kind of like the overseers of that. And we lived upstairs with our newborn baby. So that was a big adventure there. What, is, what does that mean? House parents? Like the, because you lived there? Yeah. So like the, the students on the main floor. So there would be, um, at, say at one time, there were three girls there. That lived there? In their teens. Yeah. Oh, okay. So had moved away from home or what for whatever situation got kicked out of their homes, uh, needed a place to live. So they, there would be like rooms and they would have a common, you know, kitchen and living room, whatever. But then we would oversee and make sure things got, you know, cleaned up or sorted out any problems with them. And, um, yeah, so that was, that was a deep dive into ministry because we were then basically living with three teenage girls and, and your newborn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big year. Yeah. Yeah, that was 2010. So how many years with YFC for you guys as a couple? How many years and how many kids? Yeah, I was going to say, if I calculated that, it would be, I think, three kids in we (laughs) transitioned out of. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, it was probably four years maybe. Yeah, and then Duncan was on the board and we just transitioned out and he started working for himself. But then we were still involved, like volunteering and stuff, and he was on the board. But yeah, a few years with YFC. And so, okay, so now he's doing, he's doing something else. He's doing some business and now you're five. Mm-hmm. So you're, that's a job and a half yeah. into itself. Yeah. 
yeah, then I, from that point on, once we had our first son, I stayed home and, and worked from home. Um, mostly looking after kids, but I would, yeah, do some things on the side. Now I bake cakes and yeah. lots of baking. Yeah. Well, I know all your kids and you're doing a good job because they're nice kids. Thank you. They're all nice kids. Yeah. That's our, that's our main focus. Our number one ministry yeah. is in our home. Amen. Mm-hmm. That that's, should be all of ours, right? Mm-hmm. I've said it before, but my good friend, if he's listening, Pastor Brian Charles told me that a long time ago. Your number one ministry is right under the rear, right here in the green room in the studio. But, yeah. but with the, those that are here, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So let's talk about this summer and, uh, or recently or more recently with, uh, you were, you were hinting me in the green room about the story behind how you became the band manager for our Disciple of City music team. Yeah. So what's the backstory there? Yeah, it was kind of interesting because back in like lockdown time when there wasn't a ton going on, um, I just saw this ad for some course and I didn't even know what it was about at the time, but it just kind of spoke to me, right? It had a little spark. So I went back and looked into it and it was um, a course that um, a, a manager, like a band manager, music manager in Nashville was putting on and to just share her experience and, and her expertise in, in the field of the music industry and, um, you know, managing bands and advancing and touring and all that stuff. So, um, for whatever reason, it didn't make sense at the time cause I wasn't even super connected. Um, but I, yeah, took the course and had some mentoring with her, which was really neat. So, which has since developed into, uh, more of a one-on-one mentoring with her and I can still call her up and ask questions. And so that's been really cool. Yeah. So I kind of had that in my back pocket and I was like, I have no sweet clue why I did that, but I just felt like I needed to. And I think at the time it was kind of around the time when Disciplicity Music was starting to write the first album and work on the first album, but I wasn't, you know, involved in that way. It's not like I saw it coming together. I just felt like I should do that. And also, uh, I was, I was sort of involved in that first album, just like praying with them and, um, just helping, you know, organizationally with that process. And I just, these are friends, like good friends that I just love. And I see such an anointing on and such a gifting in, in music and, and just their whole life is, um, just serving the Lord and it's worship. So I just, yeah, love these people and, you know, being around them and supporting them. And, uh, so that was really neat. But then also I think it was the same summer we were away at a cottage and I, you know, when you just know that you need to just press into God and be like, Hey God, like what's, what's next. And I just was really intentional about taking some time in that week that we were away, you know, went for some walks and and just had some good time with the Lord. And I was like, Hey God, like what's next. And, um, like, what are you saying? What are you speaking over this season? And just really pressing in there. And um, this couple kept coming to my mind. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, usually when someone comes to my mind, I'm like, okay, I pray for them. Bless them, Lord. And then carry on. And and then, but they kept coming to my mind. And I was like, Lord, what are you saying? And (laughs) I was like, maybe they need, like, more prayer. So I spent more time praying for them. And, you know, found some scriptures and just, like, tried to really bless them good. And like, okay, God, so now, like, what are you saying to me? Right? Like, what is, what is this? 
you know, that you're trying to speak to me about. And he kept putting them on my heart. As, and, and then eventually, um, I felt like he said to be there, Priscilla and Aquila, like for Duncan and I to just really support them in their ministry. And, uh, and just sort of, I didn't know what that looked like. I was like, okay, I think that's the word like that I needed at this time. And, uh, so I shared that with Duncan and he was like, absolutely. Like, let's make that part of our life is, is serving and supporting, um, this, this couple who's like part of Disciple of City Music. So then it just sort of went hand in hand where I was, you know, just wanting to serve them and support them. And, uh, and then also the band and everybody that's with them. So it just sort of happened. Um, and then you found yourself in the studio because you said that because you did a prayer on the album. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, which is pretty cool. Cause I didn't, I, like I couldn't get into the studio. <laughs> right? I had to like do an episode where I get the whole band. That's the only way I could weasel my way into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also recorded during uh, like lots of restrictions times too. Right. So it was like very limited number of people. And it was literally like only if you were speaking or singing or playing on the album, could you be in that room? So right. maybe that's how I weaseled my way. And I was like, I can prophesy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah, it was really cool to be a part of that. Yeah. And we won't get into how there was more people could be in a recording studio than could be, you know, somewhere else. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. This is a f <laughs> funny thing though. Yeah. Well, we found a loophole there. It was legit. It was legit. Yeah. It, it just didn't make any sense. No. But praise God, album got done. Yes. Behold's amazing. Yeah. Um. So then... That naturally trans, and then what happened? Um, and well, then what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, then they were um, the band was asked to be involved in you know some bigger events, right? And like come together in Saskatoon, and um, so naturally, there's just a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes into getting them there, and um, I I was involved in that uh, in helping with come together in some of the. Um, hospitality and that. So I just, I sort of ended up just overseeing and making sure that, you know, they were looked after and, and had everything they needed there and just the communication and scheduling and everything for that. And, um, so that was really neat. And I was like, oh, this is fun. But then I had a lot of other, you know, people that I was looking after at come together as well. And, and that was fine. It was, it was great. Um, but I just felt when I was there, that like had come together. It was like when I was serving them, I felt so much peace. It was like, this is really what I'm here for. And sure. Like I have the capacity and the ability to help all of these other bands and, and people. And, and it was really fun to meet all those people. And it was a great experience. Um, but I just, you know, just when the Lord just really settled into my heart that like, this is why you're here. And I just felt such a peace. And, um, so I kind of knew in my heart and then I think, you know, they sort of decided that that was necessary, right? Like they were, um, yeah, just needing some help in that area just because they were getting asked to a lot of different things. And, and so they asked me and I was super honored because they're some of my favorite people. So of course I want to serve them and help them any way I can. Yeah. And it was actually super good because, uh, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but 
in, in great detail, but I feel like we have in the past. Anyways, that come together event from evangelist Terrell Smith in Saskatoon. Um, so many flight issues for yeah. people getting there. Bill Prankard flight issues, uh, the band, the color. And then of course our band, Disciple City Music, um, flight issues and, you know, praise the Lord that you were involved with that for helping them. Um, because to have a bunch, I know if I was part of that band, you know, one person to try to navigate all that at night and stuff and that you were able to, to be there to help them get there. And Oh yeah, that was wild. They're like, you know, in the airport in the middle of the night going like, what in the world are we going to do? So yeah, it was, it was good that there were, there were some of us kind of on the ground and able to sort that out. It was crazy. It just, there was so much <laughs> resistance to like getting all of these key people to yeah. that place. Like you just knew that the Lord had a great plan and had a great purpose because it was not easy to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And if you've not heard of it, friends, these are all people who had significant roles at this stadium event, speaking or, or music. And in the end, they all got there. Bill got there. The caller got there. Was there somebody else that I'm... Um. Oh, Anybody that was flying in there for that, for oh, that yeah. day had issues, but but it all worked out. Yeah, our our band got there literally like with fifteen minutes to sound check, and then just had to start. It was wild. But yeah, they're amazing, and their hearts were just so willing to just do whatever. They're like, okay, we can do it. They're awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, so now that's your official role. You are the band manager for Disciple of City Music. So what is, uh, what's on the horizon? What's going on now with them? What you kind of fell into that role for that event, right? As I fell into a role and we all kind of fell into these things to help out. Um, but so now what does that look like for you now? Yeah. Now, um, they're, yeah, just working on, like, we're working on just getting things, you know, more official and having things like contracts and thinking through some of these things because um, there's a lot more details that go into it than you would ever imagine, right? So we're just working on putting that that process into place. Um, they are writing lots of music. Um, they're... So can we expect, is something new coming? There's lots of new stuff coming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, they've done some live recording at the Kingdom Come events and uh, releasing some of those new songs that way and, uh, yeah, writing some new stuff. So we have, yeah, new stuff coming out pretty much every month now for a little while. So there is there a live record coming out? What are you allowed um, to these say? Are, these are just like singles coming singles? out. Yeah, just, yeah, one-offs. Some live singles coming out. Are they working on a new record? No, they're just working on writing right now. Yeah. Singles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They should work on a new record. Well, you never know. Yeah. Or do you know? And you just can't say. Because the guy who loves snow won't let you say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only know so much. <laughs> no, there's, um, yeah, lots of fun opportunities coming up. Um they're, they're going to another church to, to serve them, uh, for a conference and yeah, that's yeah. upcoming. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So now starting to be some requests for that at, at different events. Yeah. They were part of the Timothy conference, Bill yeah. Pranker and Jacob Walda. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are starting to, 
see and sense what we've all experienced, which is the, you know, the presence of God that they just usher into a room so beautifully and just how gifted they are in like, um, yeah, hearing from the Lord and, and just moving with him and, um, just creating a space for the Lord to minister to people. And yes, people are seeing that as well. And knowing that that's really what we need, like good music is good, but, um, like an atmosphere where God can work on our hearts is even better. That's what they bring for sure. Yeah. What, uh, so obviously you're able to manage five kids and and doing all that stuff and schooling and, and everything along with this. Um, what, what are your hopes with, uh, with all your boys as they grow up in and around all this? Oh, it's just already been so beautiful to see, um, just how, you know, family life and ministry has just worked together really, really nicely and how the boys have been impacted. Like it's such a gift for them to be surrounded by all of these amazing people that just love the Lord and in all these different ways, like, um, and just being exposed to, you know, to fantastic people, right? Like, like yourselves and, and our neighbors and, and just the people that we do ministry with to like, for them to see. And then they get to, you know, come along on outreach sometimes and, um, yeah, just be really close, um, to people who are doing the stuff. Right. And, and it's influencing them and it's really beautiful. And yeah, my number one hope for them is to like every parent, every Christian parent, right. That just wants to see their kids, you know, love the Lord and serve him. And, um, I feel like they're just seeing how that's possible, like in, in other people, right. It's not necessarily going to look like the way Duncan and I serve, but, um, you know, they can see and learn from all of these other people. And, you know, even when we're in the van, you know, headed to hockey practice or whatever, and some of this music comes on and it's just so neat that they can be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's my friend. Like that's my neighbor. That's, you know, whoever these people that are writing this music, it's like, wow, we have such proximity, such a gift to be so close. And I'm um, just like glean from, right. Like these amazing people that just love and serve the Lord with their whole heart. Yeah. Um, Hey Jess, this is, uh, kind of a just shifting gears a little bit because we were talking about this a little earlier before we got on the air here um is there anything in particular that you've seen since you've been involved with disciple city that's really stretched you Mm. um from differently from how you grew up in the church and stuff it's totally we're totally shifting gears here, but yeah. we were talking about this earlier. So is there anything in particular that really sticks yeah. out for you that's really stretched your faith? Yeah. For for me, it's been outreach, which was never a part of my life before. Like I knew that God, um, well, it says in the word, right, that, that we're all to be sharing the good news of the gospel. Um, and I, it was definitely in my heart, like my heart cry was like, God, I want to see people saved. And that was, you know, my prayer for sure. Um, but I just didn't quite see how I could be part of that or especially how I could do that. Right. As like a stay at home mom. Um, I could, I was like, 
you know, I was thinking it had to be somebody else or I don't know, confused about just like how that could actually be part of my life or how that would be my responsibility. So, um, yeah, learning some of the, the tools, being around people that would just do it right. Like that would, you know, just being with somebody and at a coffee shop and then they would just, you know, speak to, you know, the, the person there and, and share or ask them if they could pray. And it was like, whoa, like just really sort of practical steps in, in how to do this again, learning the tools. So it was super challenging to me because I knew that I needed to, I knew that I wanted to, but I just didn't quite know what that was going to look like. So then, yeah, very recently, I feel like just within the last like year and a half, two years, um, I've just started to, you know, go on outreach and just do it. And really the first few times feeling like just being like dropped in the deep end. Right. And, um, it's been, it was super stretching, really nervous, really challenged, but amazing to see like God's faithfulness, like how he would show up every single time, right? Like how, you know, we put ourselves out there a little bit and he would just like meet us and do the things and, um, and like literally miracles happening right in front of us or like, you know, offering salvation to somebody like this gift. And they'd be like, yeah, I need that. I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) I was just really, really neat to see. So super challenging because it's, it's uncomfortable. I think at first it's uncomfortable for everybody. And even still I'll get like a little bit nervous, but it's become, um, exciting now to do outreach and, um, yeah, just amazing. Like to be, um, just to be used, like it's such an honor to be like, Oh God, you're using me, even though I didn't really see how that was possible. Um, but yeah, to then see like salvations and baptisms and, and healings, um, regularly has been really cool. Yeah. And so speaking of that, cause this just came to me too. Can you share the testimony of when we flew back from Saskatoon from the come together event? Right. Jessica and I were on the well, our whole team was on the airplane and the band and everybody, and we were sitting in the same row, but we were both in the aisle seat. So, well, sorry, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, in the yeah. aisle seat. You were in the middle. Yeah, I was between. That's right. Um, a daughter and her mom, like an older, older mom and an older daughter. But yeah, we were we were in the same row, and I was even just like getting on the plane, um, and these two ladies were already kind of seated, and and the. Um, I was needing to get into my seat and they were like, Oh, the lady was like, I'm really sorry. It's going to take my mom a long time to move. She's got like this pain and that pain and her feet and her hands. And so she's going to have a hard time. And so she's listing off all of these things. And I'm hearing all of these opportunities to pray on this airplane. <laughs> this whole, we've been like, well, we've got this whole flight. We're all going to be strapped in here. Let's go. So, um, yeah, right from the beginning, she started to tell me all the things that were wrong. So I was like, oh, here we go, Lord. And, um, yeah, so the, the mom, the, the, um, elderly lady, she had, um, yeah, so much pain in her hands. Her hands were like just clenched straight up, like crippled, like she could barely move them. And she said she would have like really sharp pain on her fingertips and, um, she had hearing aids. Anyway, so just one thing after another, I just prayed for each of these things. So first the pain went away in her fingertips, then she started to move her hands. And I have a video of her starting to move her hands and the daughter saying like, that's a miracle. Like she'd 
they were as a family, right? Like in a really tough place, like literally at once they got off the plane, it was going to be like family meeting of how to figure out how to like look after her and how the siblings were going to be involved because she wasn't able to eat, right? Like she wasn't able to lift up a fork, um, to eat. So yeah, facing a lot of challenges and then, yeah, then her hands started moving on the plane and that was amazing. And then, then her ears opened up. She took out her hearing aids and her daughter who was sitting on the other side of me was like talking to her and she was like, I can't believe she can hear me. Like they, she would answer her. So that was really cool. Um, that was just so neat again, because also at come together, I was behind the scenes so much. I was behind the stage and basically not able to be involved in a lot of like one-on-one ministry, right? I wasn't on the streets. I wasn't, you know, praying for people. And so I was just hungry. I was like, God, like all these people got to go out and do outreach. And I was like, Oh, I kind of miss that. Um, so I was, when I heard all of that, I was like, let's go. And then, yeah, then the, the daughter also experienced something too, but yeah, it was really neat. It was awesome. Yeah. You were so excited. Yeah. I really wanted to like stand up and be like, Hey, this lady got all this healing. Like anybody else needs some? Yeah. <laughs> Come on was, up to the front of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. I was just jittering. I was so excited. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Guess what? Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Didn't that whiz by? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Hey. That's great. Jess, Disciple of City Music, the album is Behold. Where can people get that? Everything. Apple Music, Spotify, Google, whatever. And yeah. also the second album is called Voices. Voices, yeah. Yeah. And the live singles, how are they dropping? Like what sort yeah, of... Yeah, they're also available on, on all, of that. all of that too. Yeah. Yeah. And a few more to come, right? There's they're, more coming, yeah. In the fall, Christmas time, there's more. Yeah, there's more. There's more friends, so check yeah. that out wherever you stream your music from. Um so Jess, what uh what are you what are you hoping to see? And I know you just want to serve and stuff, so this might be a tough question, but what are you hoping to see in the near future as you go around with the band and as as that role starts to become more I don't know, comfortable or familiar, you know, where it's not so whatever. And you start to get, you start to get used to it and you start to get into a groove and a rhythm. What are you hoping to see as you tour around with the, with the band? Yeah. Well, ultimately I just want to be able to, you know, serve them and take off some of the pressures, um, you know, and, and things that they're, you know, having to think of sometimes so that they can just really be free to just minister and hear from the Lord and just not be, you know, kind of bogged down with any details. And we've already seen that a little bit, but I just really want to, um, yeah, experience being at events and stuff where people are experiencing the Lord and encountering him and experiencing freedom just by being in these amazing settings of worship that, that the band creates when, when they're there. Amen. Thanks, Jess. No problem. Thanks, Todd. I usually talk all over this part, but you're talking about a desire to have people experience and be with the Lord. So let's just leave you with this today and just experience the Lord. Here's the title track from Behold, Disciple City Music. (laughs) 